You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. It's been, it's been what, two months since the last podcast? But we are back because football's back. We got updates. We got things to talk about. I did not do a podcast about the combine because at the end of the day, it does not matter. We don't care until players are on their teams. And now we've got players going to new teams, free agency NFL free agency mayhem is underway Monday, March 14th, 2.50 at the time of recording. I've written down the most important notable signings so far, and we're going to go through them all. And I'm not just going to tell you my thoughts on them signing-wise. I'm going to tell you my fantasy football thoughts, the, the implications that this will have on your fantasy football draft in a few months. Or when you're thinking about, oh, what teams should I keep an eye on in this draft? We're, we're going to break that down for you. Before we get going, I want to thank you all for listening. We're heading into the fourth season of the podcast, and that is just amazing. It is amazing that I've been able to do this podcast for now, going on four years with the listenership that I've got. It's really unbelievable. So I want to thank you all for making this kind of hobby of mine turn into something a little bit bigger. Uh, And thank you. That's it. Thank you. All right. Moving into the fantasy football free agency signings. The biggest one that we got to talk about, this happened a few days ago, but Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. All right, this is big. Russell Wilson has been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for a while, since 2012 was his rookie season, and he has been a a staple in fantasy football because he has supported Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, DK Metcalf, and uh, several other guys. He has supported them in fantasy football. He He has elevated wide receivers into wide receiver one, wide receiver two status for a decade now. And he is switching teams. He's going to the Denver Broncos where there are two wide receivers that everyone loves because they're they're great athletes. They, they had great college resumes, but they've not been able to perform in fantasy football because of lack of a consistent and high caliber quarterback. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. We know who I'm talking about. And now they've got their guy. They've got Russell Wilson. It's as good as things could get for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And honestly, the fantasy implications, it's very simple. It's a massive upgrade for Sutton and Judy and Melvin Gordon, who I'm expecting gone, but right now Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. The offense as a whole will be better. Yes, it benefits the wide receivers the most, but hey, if Javante Williams finally has some some opportunities inside the 20-yard line, that's going to help him. It's going to help everyone in this offense because the Denver Broncos are going to go from a bottom-tier offense to a top-tier offense most likely. Now, Here's the kicker. Do not get carried away about this off-season hype with Jerry Judy. What is the comparison? Devontae Adams is the comparison. One of, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. 
And quite frankly, I have not seen enough from Jerry Judy. I know the quarterbacks have stunk, but I have not seen enough for me to believe that Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson is going to be this top five high, high end wide receiver one. He didn't have a touchdown last year. I know the quarterback situation has sucked for Jerry Judy, but he has had so many opportunities and he has not yet produced at really a good level. So yes, it's an upgrade, but an upgrade from what? Where was Jerry Judy? Because people are going to have in their minds that he was this wide receiver two, now he's a wide receiver. No, he was a wide receiver three, four, depending on the weeks. He was not good fantasy-wise. So it's an upgrade for Sutton and Judy, but don't get carried away. Be a little bit skeptical. A little bit skeptical. I'm not saying you got to stay away from them. I'm just saying, depending on where their ADP shakes out, there might be some more proven players that I'm definitely taking over them. We'll keep an eye on that whole team this offseason. It's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Broncos. Already has been. But just be a little bit skeptical fantasy football-wise when it comes to Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton. All right. Tom Brady. He is back. In the NFL, Tom Brady is back after what a, a two month retirement. Tom Brady has returned. He's going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, the fantasy stuff, it's simple. We, we don't change how we thought about any of these wide receivers. And most importantly, this keeps Leonard Fournette as a low end RB1. He was the running back number 11 in 2021. And I would expect something similar. And without Tom Brady, I was pretty much out on the running back situation there because it could be Ronald Jones, could be Leonard Fournette once again, and without the quarterback being someone solid, I didn't have faith to draft either. Now with Brady back, I'm I'm back to saying, okay, Fournette, low-end RB1, high-end RB2, week-in, week-out. Uh, so that is good for everyone there. Uh, it's not shocking, though. I did not think Brady would be retired this year. I thought he'd wait a little longer. Two months is not very long to come out of retirement. I guess he, you know, got sick of his family. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has been signed to Green Bay for another four years. For all the offseason hype, it's very anticlimactic. We always wonder, where will Rodgers be? Where will he go? We always hope for some some change of scenery, and this changes up the whole quarterback market. Nope, he's back to Green Bay. Keeps everything the same. Most interestingly, Devontae Adams has said earlier today he's not going to play on the franchise tag, which is what Green Bay had already done. They franchised Devontae Adams. He's saying, I'm not playing on that. I want a long-term deal. Apparently, both sides, the Devontae Adams camp and the Green Bay Packers front office are very far apart on a deal. So if Devontae Adams is gone, I don't care Rodgers is back in Green Bay. He gets a massive downgrade, fantasy-wise. Uh, but as of right now, with Devontae Adams back, everything I see fantasy-wise, exactly the same. No reason to change up our expectations. This does cancel the A.J. Dillon breakout season uh, that many people have been hoping for. You know, if Rodgers is gone, they're, they're going to have to lean on the running. It's not going to change that. So, sadly, we're not going to get to see uh, Mr. Thickums be, you know, a, a focal point of this offense. Or at least, that's not what it's looking like right now. Things can change. We got a long offseason, but right now, that's where I am. Chase Edmonds is going to the Miami Dolphins. Miles Gaskin, officially a fantasy football non-factor. Last year was red light, green light with him. You'd start him, he'd suck two points, zero points. You'd sit him the next week and he'd go off for 18, 15. It was very frustrating to be a Miles Gaskin owner. He burned you a lot. And uh, he's pretty much now, in my eyes, a fantasy football non-factor. 
he'll get the ball, but he's not someone that you will probably start a single week in 2022. Uh, he'll probably be rostered, though, but he's not going to be starting. Chase Edmonds, when he's healthy, he's a very capable running back, not only in real life, but in fantasy football because of his receiving ability. He's a great PPR option. So when he's healthy, I'm expecting him to be an RB2 in PPR formats. Now, a lot still depends on what the rest of the Miami Dolphins offseason looks like. Do they draft a running back? Do they draft a wide receiver? The whole offense, uh, it it. I'm not overly high on Chase Edmonds because the offense is not great, not a ton of scoring opportunities. But right now, solid RB2 in PPR formats is what I'm expecting for Chase Edmonds. Now, Chase Edmonds' former teammate, James Conner, he did not get the boot. He is staying with Arizona. He signed, I believe, a three-year deal. Someone fact-check that, but that's what I believe I read. Three-year deal. James Conner was the RB5 last year, which <laughs> let that sink in. How did he do it? He did it with touchdowns, 15 total touchdowns. Very inefficient. He only averaged 3.7 yards a carry, which is not, not great. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of some, of some of Melvin Gordon's seasons previously where he would be very inefficient, but he'd find the end zone. He'd get the volume to be a very good fantasy option. So James Conner, in real life, I don't think he's the best running back, but in fantasy... I like him right now. Don't overthink it. If they bring in another running back in the draft or or in the offseason, if they bring in Melvin Gordon or something, yeah, we're, we're pumping the brakes on James Conner. But as of now, if this is his backfield and he's the bell cow, then I am staying with him and saying that he will be a top 12 running back. He'll probably be drafted below that. He will probably be your RB2. And I think that that will be a steal in these drafts. Because if he's the bell cow, an offense that just also lost Christian Kirk, we got to cover that. He will probably see a similar touchdown number. He he when he was in Pittsburgh that first year, he was the bell cow on a featured offense, and he got twelve touchdowns, I believe, was the number. So he has proven in the past that he does have a nose for the end zone. He's a great goal line back, and I think James Conner will once again produce, at least as the roster is right now, in a bell cow role as long as he's healthy. So you should handcuff him with Eno Benjamin. He's not the most durable running back of all time. So handcuff him if you draft James Conner. We're getting a little carried away. I'm just saying, as things are right now, I do think James Conner will be underrated heading into fantasy football drafts because he's very inefficient and kind of gross. But he gets a job done in fantasy because of the touchdowns. And I think those stats for him are sticky. All right, so I'm going to pencil this in. This just came in. Christian Kirk is gone from Arizona, and he is gone now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is interesting. It will help the Jaguars' offense. They needed some more weapons. LaVisca Chenault, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't happening. Um, you know, fantasy-wise, I'm not really interested in anyone in Jacksonville except possibly Travis Etienne. Um, but I'm not... It, it, this isn't an upgrade for him. It's a downgrade quarterback. It does help Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not expecting a good fantasy season for Trevor Lawrence. Who this really helps, if you think about it, is someone's got to step into this wide receiver role, wide receiver two role in um, in Arizona. Could be Rondell Moore. He was drafted from Purdue pretty early last year. Uh, a few years previously, is Andy Isabella was drafted very early as well. Similar players, very small, very fast. Someone will go into that wide receiver two role. And I think in Keeper Leagues, Dynasty Leagues, it's worth a shot trying to acquire a Rondale Moore. I think he has the best chance to become this kind of deep threat. I know he's small, but he's a very physically gifted player. 
So it does help him. I wouldn't be shocked if they go after Jarvis Landry, who was just cut, or Juju Smith-Schuster to try to replace him. But as of right now, this does give a boost. Uh, It also gives a boost to Zach Ertz, who was very good as a fantasy tight end win Arizona last uh, half of last season. Without Christian Kirk, he should see a lot more opportunities. Uh, So those are my thoughts on that one. Amari Cooper to Cleveland. Uh, Landry could not produce... And neither could Odell in uh, in Cleveland. Jarvis Landry had 570 yards and two touchdowns last year. For reference, Tyler Conklin had 593 yards and three touchdowns. Jarvis Landry was the number 56 wide receiver. So Amari Cooper, I know he's a little bit better than Jarvis Landry, possibly quite a bit better, but this is a significant downgrade for Cooper, who, in my opinion, fantasy-wise at least, is already a little bit overrated. He was the wide receiver 26 last season in a pass-heavy offense with a better quarterback. So this is a downgrade. I'm projecting him into the 30 to 35 range. I don't think Baker is as bad as some people think. He was injured a lot last season. He had a a shoulder injury. So I still don't think that Baker is as bad. But fantasy-wise, I would be shocked if Amari Cooper exceeds what he did last year, which already wasn't great outside of wide receiver two range. So Jarvis Landry, we just mentioned, he has been cut from the Cleveland Browns. You mentioned he was the wide receiver 56, 570 yards, and two touchdowns. Um... He probably gets an upgrade at the quarterback position, depending on where he goes. Like we said, uh, it might be uh, Arizona. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets make a move for him or Will Fuller. They need some more wide receiver depth. But I'm not interested in Jarvis Landry fantasy football-wise. He's still a good football player in real life, and he will help contribute on a team. But fantasy football-wise, I think the days of him really being a startable asset, they have come to an end. All right, and then Mitch Turbisky has been signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, it looks like the Steelers are planning to go into next season with Mitch Turbisky as their quarterback. I believe he's better than Mason Rudolph, and he's a big downgrade for Deontay Johnson, a big downgrade for Deontay Johnson. Honestly, as of right now, just reacting, Deontay Johnson is uh, uh, on my no, no draft list at this point. He is on my no draft list. But you know who gets a big boost from this? Claypool. Claypool gets a boost because Turbisky is not afraid to air it out. And Claypool is still an elite athlete, massive, massive guy who can go up and grab those 50-50 balls. And I think he will see more of them than he did with Big Ben. Big Ben's inability to throw downfield massively hurt Claypool and help Johnson. We get a flip. Overall, he's not as good as Big Ben was, even as Big Ben was not very good last year. I still don't think he's as good, Mitch Trubisky. But this does help Claypool, who will probably go very late in the fantasy drafts because there's going to be a big surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers. In terms of Najee Harris, this could potentially help Najee Harris in two ways. Turbisky is a much, much more mobile quarterback than Big Ben. He likes to run. That keeps defenses a little more honest, opens up some play action stuff, some RPOs, uh, options. I think that helps Najee. But also, also, this will basically lower every Pittsburgh Steelers ADP. It will lower every Pittsburgh Steelers ADP because when we think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be with a grimace. We're going to have an involuntary gag reflex going on when we think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And when you say, okay, do you want to spend a top five pick on Najee Harris? Even if he's as good as he was last year, just having Mitch Trubisky in your head as the starting quarterback, you're going to say, no, no. Whereas this might not be fantasy-wise as big of a blow to Najee and Claypool. It might actually help them in those two ways. But Deontay Johnson, I, as of right now, I am staying away from Deontay Johnson. All righty, we made it through the most of the uh, signings that have fantasy football implications. Keep an eye on the Jets. They've made some big moves for the the offensive line. I don't break that down. Uh, There are other people who do. But basically, their offensive line is getting a lot better. I am pretty high on the Jets next year. Uh, This really does Michael Carter, who will be drafted in the running back dead zone. If their offensive line is semi-competent, Michael Carter is a very good running back. He's not a superstar, but he will be probably a running back two that's drafted much later than the average running back two next year. So keep an eye on what the Jets are doing. I do expect them to go after one of these wide receivers, whether it's Will Fuller or or, or Jarvis Landry. I They need depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, so keep an eye on what the Jets do. That will be interesting to keep an eye on. But yeah. Ultimately, that's what we got going on so far. I will make another podcast if we get some more big signings. There aren't too many big signings left to have happen this year's free agency. In terms of skill position players, it's not as crazy as years previously. There's no Hopkins getting shipped off. Nothing like that. I did want to mention real quick, if you are into uh, the, the NCAA bracket like I am, prize picks, they are starting to do college basketball March Madness betting so you can do over-unders on players, on props, on assists, all that stuff that you've been doing during the fantasy football season you can do during March Madness. Bet on your favorite upsets. Whatever you want to do. Use down, uh, Download price picks using that promo code PROFIT in place of March Madness. Uh, and as always, thank you all so much for listening. And I'll see you next time.